Hello and hey there. Welcome to the Top 5 Podcast, a show where we rank and discuss any list you can imagine. Best microwave dinner? Top Halloween costumes? Best breakfast item? Nothing is off limits. Everyone is wrong, even when they think they are right. I am your host, Mr. Zachary Rancourt. And with me, as always, is my colleague, Tom Lockhart. Hey, Thomas, how are you? Uh, well, after two years of just dodging and weaving and and not getting hit by it, I finally got the COVID. Uh-oh. And, I'm already and I'm feeling it through the microphone from you. I, I don't know how you guys, if you guys know this, but it sucks. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, luckily, you don't sound I, good. Yeah, I'm towards the end of it, so that's good. I don't feel like I'm going to die of tiredness anymore. Well, I am sorry to hear that, sir. Uh, I did not get it from our trivia night. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, knock on wood. But that was almost a week ago. So I think I'm I think I'm in the clear for it. Yeah, I think so. Um, and then we also have a lovely gentleman to my left on screen. And that is Eric Shane. How are we doing, gentlemen? I mean, Tom's doing splendid. Yeah, yeah I know. I know. <laughs> Tom, poor Tom. I I. I dodged COVID for a good long while too, but I got it briefly when I like, uh, I just sort of, I took too long to get the booster. That was my fault. <laughs> I think when Omicron really got, was out there, but uh, it sounds like you're having a harder time than me. I actually was only ill for just a few hours and I got over it, but you were kind of sucking for a couple of days there, huh? Yeah, about, I'd say two and a half days. Mm. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you're on the mend. I'm glad that, uh, you know, Whitney's feeling better and every, you guys are you're you're in the clear. It sucks, man. It's yeah. tough to deal with. When I got my uh, when I got Homicron, um, it was uh, one day I had a crazy sinus headache because I just get sinus headaches anyways. But mm-hmm. it was it was bad. I was not feeling good. I felt like my face was really heavy and my eyes hurt. And then the next day I was fine. I had a little shortness of breath, but like I went on a run and I was like, oh, I'm OK. But then an hour later, I'm like, whoa, I don't feel good. I'm breathing really weird. <laughs> Mm. So <clears throat> it definitely affected me. It's not fun. I, I, I don't like being sick in any way, shape or form. So it's if, the worst. If I if I get a booster that says, hey, you're not going to get sick, I'm 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 there. I don't give a shit about doing your own research. I won't go into that. But I just hate <laughs> being sick. I, hate I got a booster every goddamn year, man. I, that's, that'd uh, be fine by me. Yeah, cool. I, I hate being sick. It's such a shitty feeling, especially fevers. Ooh. Yep. Ugh, no. The worst. The worst. Pass. Ugh. Okay, well, let's talk about something more joyous, because we have all been there, right? It's Sunday, family day, the Lord's Day, whatever you want, but you're three hours deep into a fierce game of Monopoly. You got hotels on Marvin Gardens, and then the Pennsylvania Avenue blocks. You got those all set up right right for the picking. It's down to just your thimble versus grandma's race car. What happens next is up to those geniuses at Milton Bradley. Everyone has played a board game in their life, and while not everyone experiences uh, have been just like this, chances are that there are some formative moments in life based around board games. Which are some of the best, though? Today, we are discussing our top five board games. And to clarify, we use board games in a broad sense to categorize any manual games to be played with others, just not video games. So we're talking tabletop games, card games, role-playing games. Those can be considered a board game catch-all not a video game i think that's a very distinct uh, difference gentlemen are we in agreement on that we're in agreement 100 
So to enhance discussion, we didn't share our list with each other, and as usual, we are by no means experts or historians in said category. We're just a few dudes who like to talk about nonsense and staying up very late playing ridiculous games. Quit playing games with my heart is what the scholars, the Backsheet Boys said. But before we get started, I want to add a fun little segment. We're going to add some little trivia facts. So do you guys know that Battleship was one of the first games to be made into a computer game in 1979? No, I didn't know that. Probably on the Coleco. That'd be crazy. I did. I did did find out today, though, that it's an actual it's a mobile app. You can get the official mobile app and play against people online. That is uh, like war like. Yeah, what four ninety nine. Yeah, it's like four <laughs> for having fun. Apparently, uh, four ninety nine on the on the app store. Yeah, crazy. I, I I didn't get it, but I might. It was fun. Well, here's another fun one too. Candyland, the game Candyland, was at the center of one of the first disputes over domain names on the on the interwebs. As in the mid nineties, Candyland.com was actually a porn site. Hasbro, I believe that Hasbro successfully sued for control of the domain. Uh, yeah, I could, I, I could see Candyland.com. I could see that being oh, a porn site. Yeah. But now we have <laughs> and the only site fans. that lost. Yeah, <laughs> the site that lost is now known as Pornhub. Yeah, just make it the <laughs> Candyland. Uh, I tradi- made that up. I have no idea. Yeah, a traditional Connect Four board has four trillion five hundred thirty-one billion nine hundred eighty-five million two hundred nineteen thousand zero ninety-two possible positions. Good gracious. I don't know if that's accurate, but holy buckets, that's pretty crazy. The original game of life featured spaces for suicide, disgrace, poverty, and prison. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that wow, is depressing. Wow. I am glad that they, is, they eliminated that. That's immersive. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. And then finally, the longest Monopoly game ever went on for 70 straight days. 7-0. Unreal. This mm-hmm. podcast will not go on for 70 straight days. Yeah, so nope. <laughs> so to start us off with his first board game, we're going to go to Mr. Mr. Thomas Lockhart. Well, so first, a very fun fact about my list is four of my five, I've only played the games once. Oh, okay. <laughs> is just like, I just don't get a lot of board game time in. Usually I'm playing them at parties where people bring out board games. Uh, but... My, my first one, actually, I played over at Eric's house, and it's called Cash and Guns. Yeah. And in Cash and Guns, everyone gets a little styrofoam gun, and laid out in front of you is loot. Uh, you get a, I don't remember how many, but you get a certain amount of bullets and a certain amount of blanks. And at the beginning of the round, you choose whether you're going to shoot a bullet or a blank. And then you count to three, and everyone points a gun at someone. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And, Mexican standoff style. Everybody pointing I, guns all over the place. Yeah, I believe that there's like a, a leader or like the godfather who can change the position of like a gun. So it's pointing at someone different. And then your next choice is whether you're going to run away or stay. Because if someone's pointing a gun at you and you think they have a bullet, you don't want to take that bullet because I think if you get two shot twice, you're out and you're just done. With I think the game. three times. I think it's three yeah. times. Okay. It might, it might um, be twice. Yeah. So it, it's, a, it. it's a fun game where you can kind of like, you got to try to bluff people into thinking you're going to shoot them and using up only your blanks. And it's just a real fun game. It's just a fun party game. Yeah. It's it's always fun to point a gun at your friends, right, guys? <laughs> Whoa. No one's yeah, I could, <laughs> I could see all kinds of I, anyone who would object to such 
a form of fun, I completely un- understand and respect that. I will say that game is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a it's a it's a silly way to uh, annoy your friends and bluff your friends, and you're you got to bluff them. You know, you you're you're sitting there. It, it, it's Tom's pointing his gun at me, and I'm pointing mine at him. Dude, I I know if I have a bullet in my gun or not. That but. I don't know if he does. <laughs> I have no idea. And if I've already been wounded once, can I risk it? If you stay in, obviously, if you if you take the risk and you win, you you're rewarded with higher loot. And at the end, the person left standing uh, wins and gets the loot. Essentially, uh, you win the most loot, you win. Uh, just like life, just like life. Sometimes just you got to cap like a fool. Life. <laughs> wow. Yep. What's uh What's it called again? Uh, cash in guns. Cash in guns. Yeah. Okay. Never heard of it. It's uh, it's good. One of these days we could play it. Uh, uh, Mandy bought it from uh, Dylan from Geek Fortress. Uh, and uh, he's got a lot of great selections at Geek Fortress. Um, he's really big on that. So, um, yeah, uh, we got it from him and uh, from Dylan at Geek Fortress. It is, it's, it's been a lot of fun. We, we, anytime we have a group of people over, we, we play. We don't host a lot. But <laughs> yeah, we also we also we've, we've taken it over to, uh, I think, uh, Jordan and Vicky's house before and played over there. Probably. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's fun. It's a fun game. Love a good board game night. Cash and guns. Mm-hmm. All right. Johnny Cash and Guns and Roses. Eric, what's your first one? Well, my first one, I had to kind of I had to do this because um, and I'm glad we were able to clarify the rules on on what qualified for the board game we were talking about here, because. If we just wanted to go top five board games straight across the, you know, just strictly referring to board games, I could have done that. But once you're like, no, you know, let's expand it out to all tabletop games, then I had to choose D&D. I had to. I had to. It's 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 a game that I've played. Uh, I, I didn't play it at all when I was a kid. Uh, the first time I ever played it actually was uh, in Iraq. Uh, go figure. Um there was a group of a uh, buddy had a uh, uh, his old like third third edition three point five or whatever sent over to him, and uh, a guy I was I was working with had played a lot when he was a kid, and he got me into it, and I joined the group, and I played. It was just immense fun and ridiculous, we, ridiculous fun. Um, when we had the chance to play, it was obviously you know <laughs> a little bit busy. Anyway, uh, I didn't play for a long long time, and I started playing again during when fifth edition came out. Uh, not long after fifth edition came out, I've been playing pretty much on a weekly basis for the last, I think five years, maybe six years. Damn. Um, yeah, pretty much on a weekly basis. And it is for those who don't know, um, it is a collaborative storytelling game. Um, there was a lot of misunderstanding as to what Dungeons and Dragons really entailed, uh, back in the, uh, eighties, there was the, uh, well, you saw a lot of this if, you, if you've watched Stranger Things. You saw, um, uh, I got to get one of those shirts, by the way. If you guys, you guys have seen the latest Stranger Things, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, the Hellfire Club. Yeah, the Hellfire Club. Yeah. Uh, people will think it's like a demonic uh, influence on kids, and it's a it's a cult. Um, it's it's not. It's it, it's simply a tabletop game. It's a role playing game. It's about storytelling in worlds, chiefly of sword and sorcery, though you can you can change that up. Uh, for other settings, science fiction and whatnot. Uh, but like other games of make-believe, it's it's driven by imagination. It's picturing a crumbling castle in, in a deep forest uh, or how it adva- how a fantasy adventurer is going to react to those uh, challenges in that scene. Uh, the possibilities are limited only by your imagination. Um, 
and the rule the the rule set gives a basic structure for the game. Um, there are any number of players you could play with as few as two players. You could play with far far more. Uh, but it's always run by a dungeon master or game master who sets the world, sets the scene, sets the the campaign, and then the the players around the table role play characters, elves and dwarves and humans and whatever have you, uh, different fire fighters, clerics, mages, whatever. Um, and their job is to live in this world, role play that character, and overcome the challenges presented to them through the dungeon master. So it, it's it it it's a complex an interesting um, collaborative storytelling environment that I, I immensely enjoy. And kids, um, you know, kids are playing now and are, are learning so much. I mean, kids are learning rapid arithmetic skills that the same way that I learned them, probably the same way you guys did through like baseball stats and football stats. That's how I learned quick, <laughs> quicker with arithmetic. Uh, they're learning complex problem solving, uh, working within a team. Uh, they learn consequences because unlike video games, which we all love and adore, um, they're great, but there's no reset button in D&D, as Tom very well knows, because <laughs> Tom plays at my table where I'm the dungeon master, and he knows there are consequences for their choices. Terrible uh, consequences. There are terrible, uh. ter- well, sometimes there are wonderful consequences and things work out great, but it's just like in life. If you've said a thing, if your character, if you've role-played a character that has said a thing or done a thing, it's been said, it's been done, and now you've got to live with the consequences of what just went down. Um, and that's part of what, and they're learning other things that are valuable too, like that, that they can make themselves powerful through work and through a team. You can make yourself powerful, um, but there's always a bigger fish. <laughs> so there's a, there's a humility element out there as well. And then you learn that as powerful as an individual, you'll, the team is exponentially far more powerful. So it is a fun and interesting uh, opportunity to learn and play. And uh, once you can do a one shot, which is like a, a two to four hour adventure, and it's just done a one shot, or you can do a weekly campaign like Tom and I do, where we play, you know, two, three hours a week, every week. And it's sort of a long form story. So Dungeons and Dragons is uh, a lot of fun. And if you don't have people to play with and you don't know how to get started, anything like that, you can go on YouTube. You can see shows like Critical Role, Dimension 20, or you could just find, you know, examples on YouTube of people playing the game and on Twitch and um, and, and, and enjoy it that way. So Dungeons and Dragons uh, is my first choice. I'm just going to jump in because clearly it's on my list too. Sure, I play yeah, it every yeah. week. Uh, and I started playing – the first time I played Dungeons & Dragons was we were camping in Gordy's backyard, me, Mike, Gordy, and Mike's cousin Ryan, who was our, our DM. And I remember thinking – there's no way this is how the game's supposed to go. Cause like there was like an amulet that turned one of us into like a demon and doing <laughs> crazy stuff. And then I didn't play from like 13 to until we started playing. And when we started playing, I realized, no, we were playing exactly the right way. Cause this game is batshit crazy and some crazy stuff happens. And you are right on the consequences thing. My favorite thing is, when our party came up to a, a bridge and this bridge is 300 feet up and there's a giant in the middle of it. And my character is all about battle and I run up to that giant and I'm going to kill that giant. And the giant kicks me right off that bridge yep. and I fall 300 feet to my almost death. 
Yeah. Um, I took a lot of damage. I also <laughs> landed into water in plate mail, which you can't yep. swim in that. And nope. it's just, it's such a fun game where fun things can happen. <laughs> it, it is. It is one of my favorite D&D stories that, that came from that. <laughs> it's one of those core memories that, that really changed you as a person <laughs> that came from a game. I, I, I love telling that story. To anybody who's interested, it is I it, I can't believe to this day, I can't believe you lived. I can't believe you guys actually won that encounter. It's insane. <laughs> yeah, I knew well, I was thinking I, I was thinking it was either you or Chad's character. One of you was going to run up to that freaking giant. One of you was. And I'm like, I'm not going to hit him with the sword. I'm going to kick him. I'm going to punt them off the bridge. <laughs> well, and the, the fun part about that is that's only one of the three times we have fallen off a bridge. Like, yeah. bridge falls is a big thing for us in our Yes, our it campaign. is. <laughs> it's a three-dimensional uh, game, and it is, it is a three-dimensional environment. It's not as simple. Uh, we talk about tabletop, pen and paper. It, it, you know, you think of a board game. It's not two dimensional. These guys go three dimensions up, down, whatever have you. And it is it's I don't know if this is an actual I, I, I'll call it snack burglars razor. <laughs> if you present your players with a height to fall from, they will fall from it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's it. The best. <laughs> it's, it's pretty great. Very cool. Very strong. Number one. I have not played. I've only done one, uh, two one shots and they're really fun. I have not joined a campaign because apparently I'm not cool enough to join a campaign. Well, it's also a time suck too. And you know, it's, it's finding, finding a table is really tough. Sometimes I know people, I, you know, read people's talk on Reddit or on Twitter or whatever have you there. There's it's, it's an ongoing meme, finding a table that can play consistently, (laughs) you know, and getting everybody to, to match up their schedules and commit. It's tough, man. It's, it's tough, especially when you're grownups like we are. So I get it. Yeah. So you know how t- you know how hard it is to set up a fantasy football draft. <laughs> Do that weekly. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Try doing that every week. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, the internet probably helped a bunch too. It it sure does. does. Uh, there are yeah. So I play on Roll Twenty on Wednesday. It's a group that of people that I don't know personally. There's people that uh, around North America and one dude from Australia. Um, and it's just that's that's one way to get into the game if you want to play it. Mm-hmm. But you just don't have anyone to play with. You can get on Roll Twenty, and there's a couple other sites that do this as well. But Roll Twenty is the one that I know. Uh, you can find a game that you can play for free. You don't have to pay anything if you don't want. Oh. Sweet, yeah. So Dungeons and Dragons—that's my number one. Very cool. So my number one is uh, a fantastic game and an even more fantastic film. We just did it for my Don't Be Crazy podcast, uh, and I am talking about Clue. Uh, or for you Brits out there across the pond, Cluedo. This is a fantastic game that came out in about the 80s, I believe. Yeah, it was around, uh, oh no, I was way off, 43. It's that old. 1943 by Anthony E. Pratt. Uh, murder mystery game, absolutely incredible. I think the player limit's like two to six players. I would never play this with two players. You have to have at least three because it's it's a investigative game. You have to make decisions. You have to... Uh, listen to what people are saying, and then you make guesses based off of your deduction. So with two players, it's a little too hard. Um, there's quote unquote metagaming in it in a certain sense when you have other people there because you're like, Ooh, okay, I see them writing this and they're kind of getting fidgety with when, when someone guesses this. So yeah, there's a bunch, uh, there's a bunch of different strategies you can use with it, but uh, it's a pretty quick game for the most part. I don't think I've ever played a game of Clue that has lasted over 45 minutes. So it's uh, it's excellent. But the movie is even better. 
Tim Curry is unreal. One plus one plus two plus one. And um, apparently there used to be poison in the old Cluedo. So like uh, they had a, a instead of, you know, the revolver rope knife or dagger um, mm. wrench candlestick and lead pipe, they had poison in there, too. Pretty crazy stuff there. So it's pretty crazy stuff. Yeah, I, I really enjoy Clue. I love the iterations of Clue. They got Scooby-Doo, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, Friends, The Simpsons, you name it. Rick and Morty Clue. There's a clue for everything. And it is pretty, pretty radical. Um, I, I really enjoy that. Scooby-Doo would make probably the most sense out of them because, you know, it's a mystery game. So, uh, yeah, I can't get enough of it. I love the hell of it. And actually, I told this on the Don't Be Crazy uh, podcast, but I used to have the PC version of this game as well because I loved it so much. And it was terrifying. This was on my old Dell computer and it had animations when you make your guess. I remember that. Every time you make a guess, you're like, it goes from your point of view, your Mr. Body. So it's a POV shot. And uh, whoever you guess with whatever weapon in whatever room, it shows them killing you. But it's not gory or anything. It's just a really creepy part of them sneaking up on you and hitting you with a lead pipe or something like that. And then lightning crashes. I was like, Holy shit. Yeah, exactly. So clue. Yeah. Clue is my number one and it will forever be my number one. Uh, Fun fact. I've never played clue, but I've seen the movie at least 10 times. So doesn't surprise me. Did you listen to the podcast? I haven't listened yet. It's oh, you're, you're not a real, you're not a real friend. Uh, wow. Well, <laughs> fun fact number two: Clue is also on my list, so I'll <laughs> just kind of jump past you and ski on it. We can talk about that for a minute. Um, and then side fact: I have not seen the movie. You've I have not seen, seen the movie. No. <laughs> oh, doing some amateurs here. It's on Amazon uh, Prime. You guys totally should. It's on Amazon Prime. I mean, well, I have yeah, Amazon the, the movie's great. stopping yeah. me from doing it. I just haven't gotten, I just haven't thought of it. I've always had other things to watch. That's all. Um, I, did you know? Yeah, there's 324 possibilities uh, for for this murder mystery to solve. I, 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 I like Clue a lot as well. It was one of my favorite games as a kid. And I guess I, I, I now I guess we're all grown up. So we have like dinner murder mysteries that we can do. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe it's not as. Maybe that's more fun than playing the game of Clue. I don't know. Uh, we had a murder mystery one night with uh, uh, Victoria, I think. And that was, yeah, once, put, yeah, I think it was a few years back. I think she set that up. But Clue, Clue's fun. Yeah, like you said, it's only about 45 minutes. It doesn't take that long. And uh, I was always Colonel Mustard. That was my dude. Colonel Mustard was my dude. <laughs> that was but now dude. that I'm, yeah, but now that I'm grown up and more dignified, I mean, Professor Plum. <laughs> might be more to my uh i yeah it's 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 a fun it's a fun who done it kind of murder mystery game so everybody should know who, what clue is um if you don't the hell's the matter with you what's wrong with you exactly bunch of <laughs> bunch of bozos bunch of bozos well i actually think that means tom and i now have both set our second one already because tom's second one was D and my right. second one was clue oh, so, so i you think did have a clue Nice. So right yes, I, I did have you. Clue. So I think, Zach, it goes right back to you. Wow. Big like stunner. Fantasy draft. Okay. So the next one on my list is uh, it's solid. You would call it a card game because uh, it has 108 cards. <laughs> so pretty crazy. But it appeared in 1992, approximately. And my favorite thing about this game is that everyone has their own set of rules, pretty much. It's like, are we playing prison rules or are we playing Uno rules? And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about Uno. 
Uh, I it's hard for me to play any card game and not say Uno, even if the game isn't Uno. When I have one card left <laughs> in my hand, we could be playing like when we played Talisman or something like that. I'd be like Uno. It just always, always says Uno. And I really love the hell out of this. Um, I every time I play with new groups of people, I discover new rules or at least their set of rules. So it's it's super fun. And once you get on a hot rhythm and you start skipping people and you start making them draw four, it is it is excellent. There are some fantastic memes out there for Uno too, where it's, you know one kid has one card and then somebody's like, "I'm about to ruin this kid's life," and he has like four wilds and they're all draw fours and then a whole bunch of other ones. <laughs> so it's it's pretty great. Um, yeah, it's it, it's it's packable. It's you know a deck of cards, so you can take it when you go backpacking, camping, traveling. They have travel Uno too for some reason, you know, just in case the deck is too big. But I love the shit out of this game, and I would be remiss if I were to say like, yeah, I, I, I it's not one of my favorites ever. I played it uh, a couple of times, but not much. Uh, when I have played, it's been fun, but it it didn't make my list. I haven't played it that many times. Tom. Uh, it also didn't make my li- didn't make my list. Let me clarify that. Uh, but uh, I've played Uno a bit. I would say uh, I know I had a deck of Uno cards growing up, so I played. Yeah, and it's no, fine. I, it, ah. Yeah, Uno would probably make Mandy's list. I know it was it's I, it was huge when we were kids. I mean, people playing it all the time in the in the cafeteria at school. You know, mm-hmm. look these these streets are mean. Okay, you got to get past these mean kids playing Uno. No, that was that was that was that was, that was Zach. That's Zach's crowd. That's who he ran it wasn't with. Wasn't me. I didn't mm-hmm. do that. It was you. Those Uno kids. Yeah, I know. I I just I mean I was playing with a group of friends and one of the rules was, I think. Gosh, I think that was the rule. If you put a draw two card down, the way I always played it was if I if Eric's to my left and I put put a draw two card down, he has to draw two. But what Eric can do is he can then put a draw two card down and either change the color or just continue on the play now what how i played it was let's say thomas sitting left of eric so i put a draw two. eric should draw two but he's like no boom i have a draw two and it goes to tom and i used to play that tom would have just two cars that that he would draw but instead it compounds and i didn't know that so hypothetically if we have two draw two cards and it's now tom's turn he has to draw four unless he can produce a wild or a draw two card and it is uh it's pretty b- bonkers. We've had it up to like draw 12 at a certain point because we all had draw twos and it was <laughs> it, it got heated. We were really high too. we took edibles and it was super fun. So um, <laughs> I yeah, th- the game is intense and it's 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 yeah, super cool. So love Uno. That's a pretty good choice there, sir. I'm glad that I'm glad Uno got rep- uh, represented there. We got to get some card games in here. I know we we're talking board games and since you expanded it to overall tabletop card games certainly have to make the list. So bunch of nerds, yeah. bunch of nerds, nerdy, nerd, nerds. Ugh, not me. I'm not a nerd. Yeah. What's your next one? Very nerdy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so my next one is the board game. Talisman. Oh, I, I just said that. Played. I just said that. That was like we used to play it all the time. Uh, which is which is a game that I've only I think I've played it only once. Maybe I've played it more than once. Um, but at the beginning, you you choose randomly what your character is going to be. And you could be, you know, a ranger or a wizard or all sorts of different things. There's like a hundred different options. Um, and each one has its own benefits. 
And then you're just playing through the game and you have encounters where you can get items and you fight things that come off the top of the deck. You could be fighting the hardest monster in the game or a little weak monster. And if you defeat the monster, you get little cones that are for each of your different types of stats because you have strength and intelligence, if I remember correctly. I should have looked it up before, but it's a really awesome game. But I just never, I played it once at, at Dylan's shop and then I have never played again. <laughs> and it's a really cool game that I wish I could play again. And I could, I just need to actually ask my friends to play it with me. <laughs> we used to play at Gordy's all the time uh, with Dylan. It was me, Gordy, Dylan. I thought you were there. Eric might've been there. Uh, Mike, I, I think Mike was there. Steven was there. I um, think I was yeah. there for one and then not any of the other ones. Yeah, it was super fun. And we went to that that uh, AFK bar in Everett to yeah. play it once. And that was a blast. I would love to play Talisman again because it is one of my favorites. Um, I didn't add it to my list because I just don't remember how to play it, honestly. But I just remember <laughs> oh, having <yeah. laughs> barrels of fun with it. I, it was so cool. It was like the nerdiest thing that I had done in a very long time. And I had no shame about it. If I played it, I don't remember it. If yeah, uh, if, if yeah. I played it, I do not remember it. It's a it's a hoot. I remember there's there's certain like classes that we would just take out of the deck because like even on their website, they'd say like these aren't these are way overpowered. You shouldn't play with them because it was just like a class that would just snowball so quickly and you just dominate the whole game. I can't remember what the classes were, but yeah, I don't remember either, but Do you work, uh, do you collaborate in this game or is it all versus? Um, I think it's all versus. You might mm. be able to help each other and like share stuff like, but I don't know. Again, I really wish I, I had played recently or looked up the rules. Mm. But uh, I remember it just being so fun. Yeah, it was a blast. I, I really enjoyed it. Okay, well, is that uh, I think I think that leads up to my next one. Number three. Okay, this is a game that causes core memories and I I enjoy the game. I love the game and I hated it simultaneously. The game of life. My fellows, the game of life. You ever play that game? You ever play the game of life? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It is a it's a board game. It's structured very much like a roller coaster, kind of like the roller coaster of life. <laughs> uh, it's adventure. It's family. Unexpected surprises. There's a luck element to it because it's got a little uh, spinny wheel. It's not dice. It's the little spinny wheel um, that'll tell you how far you can move your your piece on the board. Um, yeah, you you just you pass certain milestones in the game of uh, high school, or you can you don't know, for me. Uh, and this is where I one of the things I learned to not go to college <laughs> as a kid was that uh, you had the option to go to college and, you know, which would shorten the overall board you had to get to success. So that's the point of the game is to get to uh, retirement basically quickly. <laughs> and, and I guess this, this way of equating success, I guess, it's the end of the board. You're trying to get to retirement and the, the shorter way to get there uh, is through college. But it's it. it, it there's there's uh, the benefit of going through high school is that you get other opportunities as well, like uh, what simulates, I guess, work experience, whatever have you. So I would skip college every time and I would go immediately and get a family immediately. Just <laughs> like exactly like what uh, my parents did 
<laughs> exactly what my parents did, exactly what my brothers did, or one of my brothers anyway. Um, yeah, so it's 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 really funny uh, that it worked out the way it worked out. But uh, it's a fun game. I remember being very upset uh, because it's like uh, there's there's so many luck and um, luck elements involved and so many setbacks. But that's part of life. You, uh, you the game humbles you, <laughs> much like life. So, um, and you choose how many kids. Basically, I always stock the the car full of kids. Ugh. Ugh. It teaches you all kinds of bad ideas. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Have as many kids as you want, but don't let anybody tell you how many kids they have. So, um, yeah, Game of Life. I enjoyed it immensely. I haven't played it since I was a kid, but it was a lot of fun when we played it. Whenever I'd go visit my dad, we would uh, we'd always play that game. And we'd always do two things when I visit my dad's house. We'd always watch Smokey and the Bandit, and we'd always play the Game of Life. So Cool, man. Yeah, the Game of Life was... I can still remember the sound of the spinner... And making that clicking noise. Uh, I also had that game on PC as well, and it was really fun just because the animations. But it's been a while since I played. I always went to college. I don't know what it was. I just I always wanted to go to college because that little extra you could become a doctor and make like seventy thousand more a year. But right. Um, and if I you know ended up not using a condom and having a lot of kids, then good lord, good thing I got all that money. I don't think there was a condom card. No, uh, I don't. I don't know what. I, I don't remember the what card, the options are. On I there. wrap the card in condoms. So, okay, doubled up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Anyway, that's my number three. I I dig it. Uh, Yeah, life life is one of those ones that I think it's going to be on most people's top five list, even if you, even if they aren't crazy big fans, just because it's so iconic. The game of life. It's it it mirrors the real world, pretty much. Almost to a T. Well, um, so you guys know because I join you at Trivia that I really enjoy trivia. I actually have a standing Wednesday trivia team I go to, and uh, I've been twice now on uh, Thursday. So the the game that I'm going to talk about is amazing. It is Trivial Pursuit. Started mm-hmm. in 1981, and two to six players allowed. Uh, again, you benefit more from more people just because it's a little more fun and a little more fast-paced and uh, aggressive. My favorite version of Trivial Pursuit, because it's all they have a bunch of themed ones. I like the the, the basic Trivial Pursuit, but um, I really like and I haven't been able to play with anybody because no one is as big of a nerd in this as as I am or they might be. But uh, Lord of the Rings Trivial Pursuit. Um, I love it. It is great. I have played one time with myself and that was just me reading the cards and then quizzing myself. And I did a pretty good job. It, it takes from the book and the movies, but it's mostly uh, movie at, uh, tag along. So most hmm. people, most people could get it. But Star Wars and Saturday Night Live Trivial, Trivial Pursuit are there, too. So those are fun ones. Star Wars would be incredible. I mean, mm-hmm. think think uh, of how yeah. hardcore that would be. Oof. So Harry, Harry Potter Trivial Pursuit would be the exact same thing. They'd be like, no, actually, the brim or the the broom that Harry had was made of oak instead of cherry or something. It's Leviosa. Leviosa. <laughs> Leviosa. Yeah. It, was the, it was the stag, not a doe. But anyhow, uh, I, right. I, I love it a lot. And it's funny when I was, I remember specifically this time that my sister and I went to go visit her grandma, uh, probably like 10 years ago or something like that. We drove out to Eastern Washington to see her and we spent the night there and we were all playing trivial pursuit. And my grandma, just like grandma's, do she had this trivial pursuit from like 1982 so probably the year after it came out and it was uh it was in crazy shape um 
it had a lot of older questions. So things like who was the 50s star in this one show with with Clark Gable or whatever. And my grandma would be like, oh, that was Roderick Hendrickson or something. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> and she just was so good. And she's like, oh, that's a Davenport. That's what that is. Uh, she crushed it. But I mean, you know, we didn't know shit. So it was uh, really fun. I enjoyed the hell out of it. But Trivial Pursuit is on my list for top five games ever. I've played it once and I loved it and I think I won and nobody wanted to play with me ever again. But it was a long, long, right? yeah, <laughs> long, long time ago. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite, quite good. Quite good, I must say myself. We have a lot of fun on Trivia Night. It's mm-hmm. a good opportunity to go, you know, have a couple brews with the buds and just sort of cut loose, let loose and uh, really nerd out about the the odd things that you once again the team is always stronger than the individual the team with that's uh, got the diverse interests that's the team that's going to win um, we got a pretty interesting group of folks that know all kinds of different stuff you know history and politics religion current events that's that's your boy right here but mm-hmm. uh, like uh, a lot of pop culture stuff. I don't know. I just, I don't, I'm not tracking. It's just not something I read a lot or listen to a lot, but you'll get, uh, get a couple of the other folks in there and they just, they crush it. So we got a pretty good group. We usually finish first or second. And the thing about trivia that I always tell people who, whenever I invite new friends to trivia, they're like, Oh, I'm, I'm terrible at it. I'm like, you'd surprise yourself. There's going to yeah. probably be a category that's like geodes or, or different types of shoes or something like that. You'd be like, Oh my God, I know all these. So it's, it, it, it can really surprise you. And I think people yeah. don't give themselves enough credit that we're a little more intelligent than what we would. Uh, you're smarter than you give yourself believe. credit for. Absolutely. Yeah. And, Absolutely. And when you're in a group, you don't have to know everything. You just got to know exactly two or three things that everyone else in the group doesn't know. And you're yeah. like, you guys don't know this idiots. Sure. <laughs> I didn't help in the music round whatsoever, but you're dumb for not knowing this. <laughs> that is the difference between first and second place. Those two or three questions. Yeah. Uh, I think that's what we lost by this last time. No, this, this last one, it was because of ships. It's because no, oh, none of us are like the first round was all about ships. Uh, the first round was all about famous sailing vessels from history. And we're like, I don't know. That was, that was so <laughs> dumb. That was such a rainy moment. Odd, yeah, that was an odd category to choose from. So crazy. Um, uh, Thomas, what is your fourth? My fourth is legendary, which is a deck building game. Uh, it is. I believe uh, it's the Marvel one is legendary. And all it is, is everyone starts with a certain amount of punches and kicks in their hands. And then with those punches and kicks, you buy more cards that are more powerful and you kind of build your deck and try to defeat a a super villain who has different powers and you have to defeat them in a certain amount of rounds. And it's just building up and building up and building up until you can defeat the, all the super villains and if you don't defeat them in a certain amount of time, you lose. There's tons of different deck building games like this in different universes, whether it's Marvel, DC, Star Wars, I don't know, World of Warcraft. <laughs> There's just all of them out there, and they're all fun. I love deck building games, but I'm never, mm. again, I've only played this once at Dylan's shop, and then I'm just never around people with a board game. But I feel like we should have board game nights more often, guys. We should. We should have beers. We should have board game nights. We should have cereal or whatever other podcast we do. We always talk about it, but we never do it. Let's do a board Damn game. It. Okay. 
Talisman. Sold. <laughs> we could play Talisman and Legendary. We could play. Okay, I got it. We could play Talisman. I'll bring some beer from down here in Seattle. And then okay. uh, one of, who else is going to contribute something else that we've done? A cash and guns. On? Cash and guns. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, so, got any cash guns. so then Tom, we, oh. Tom needs to contribute something from a top five. Oh. Let's bring some fast food items. No Baconator for me, please. <laughs> okay. Just McDonald's French fries and that's it. Ooh, I do like those. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, Legend, legendary. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Or I, I know what you're talking about. I've seen the box uh, at Target and other places, and I thought the artwork was really cool, but I had no idea what you could do with it. Um, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know how to play it, and so it scared me. Well, you should buy it, and then you can learn how to play it. Well, I got. A lot of, uh, I'm going to be busy for that time frame, so I don't mm. know. I'll be probably busy. So they have they have how X this, Files how, legendary. How this whole playing board game thing just fell right through. All of a sudden, you don't have time for it. Yeah, yeah. They have a X Files. How though. quickly that fell apart, man! I have them fast. Um, Eric, what is your what is your fourth? Well, you know, we're speaking of party games and card games. Cards Against Humanity is a brilliant game. It is so fun. You get a uh, so you. Uh, you, you get a large group of friends. The more, the merrier. You get stacks of two kinds of cards. You get a black question card and you get a white answer card. And the idea is uh, the the whoever is running that round and we go round robin. We take turns. Whoever's the, the ultimate judge. I don't know what you call that person, but um, they'll pull a, a black question card. And uh, you are supposed to you have a hand of what is it? Seven answer cards or something think, like that. Yeah, it's like six or seven. And, yeah. yeah. And you're supposed to find an answer to it that sort of fits the blank. It's a question with a blank if you haven't played it. And <laughs> typically your phrases are going to be, they're going to be deemed, they're going to be offensive, risque, politically incorrect. Um, it's a lot like apples to apples, but f- for fucked up degenerates. <laughs> um, and it's what's amazing about Cards Against Humanity what I appreciate is that it's always the quiet, kind people who come up with the most fucked up combinations. <laughs> Mandy destroys at Cards Against Humanity, and I just sit back in awe, in awe. It's a, it's astonishing. I love Cards Against Humanity. You guys? Uh, so it's also on my list, and I am just like Mandy, where... I'm a pretty nice person, but mm-hmm. but I I kill at Cards Against Humanity. Um, I'm also really good when I'm playing with my friends because I know their type of humor. Yeah. So good. it's it's yeah. all about playing whoever is the the person who's going to choose the best one. You got to play the person, not specifically what you think is best in your hand, because there's a lot of times where it's like, oh, that'd be good. But this is Gordy, so I'm not going right. with that. Like, right. The ju- the judge on any given round is the one who they read off all the different combination that the the players chose, and then they decide what's the best answer. And sometimes it's what fits the best. Most of the time, it's what's the most fucked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'm gonna say this. <laughs> 
Um, this is, I asked you guys to, to, to list a, a game that you think is overrated or you really don't like. I really don't like Cards Against Humanity, nor do I really wow. like Apples to Apples. And the reason I would say if I had to choose, I would pick Cards Against Humanity over Apples to Apples. I can't fucking stand Apples to Apples. Um, wow. Just That's like, sh- because I'll tell you why. So just okay. like what Tom said, you have to play the person, which works in a certain facet but i think a cool thing about board games especially if you play with a a bunch of randos is it brings people together and this one is reliant on the fact that you need to know someone you could have something like it says you know donald trump has nominated blank for his vp and then three cards say a nine sense of dread whipping lower class white men into xenophobic frenzy or making uh islam illegal and it's like if you picked one that made the most sense, that one might not get picked. Um, right. Or if you pick one that you think is funny, but someone's like, oh, I don't think whipping lower class white men into xenophobic frenzy is, is funny. It's true. And it's also funny. <laughs> but maybe someone thinks a nine sense of dread is funnier. And I'm like, well, that's bullshit. So, for example, in, in college, I was playing apples at apples and it said something like it said things that are sticky or whatever. And I had gum. Because gum is sticky, right? And I didn't win that card. It went to, like, somebody picked, like, Michael Jackson or whatever. I was like, what? Like, I don't get the joke. I I, I don't understand. What am I missing here? Uh, it's what? just a funny combination. But I how, guess you can imagine him being sticky. But how <laughs> how is know. that good? And they were like, because he's skinny. And I'm like, what? I have gum. Gum is fucking <laughs> sticky. I was I was livid. And so I guess that's what I'm talking about is is to me it just seems so shallow and pedantic to to steal a family guy line. <laughs> um I, I think I, I it think is. at times it's really funny. Sure, there are some cards that are just like, oh man, that's awesome. But that's why I would take cards against humanity over apples to apples. But if people are like, we're going to play it, I I think it's more ostentatious at that point and I'm like, oh, I get it. You guys are hilarious. Oh. But I'll still probably laugh if I if I see some pretty funny ones. And especially like if I'm with you guys and we were playing it, that would be a lot different than than me being with like a, a group that I kind of barely know. That's the truth. It, That's it, the truth. It, it just it wouldn't be as fun for me. And I just think the whole Cards Against Humanity has been out has been overplayed. Honestly, it got a little too big for its britches. That's just my honest opinion. So, okay. yeah, I will go on record saying I can't fucking stand apples to apples. And I'm not a huge fan of Cards Against Humanity. Well, okay. and I've never played Cards Against the Humanity with anyone but my friends. Like, right? Yeah. Well, I don't hang out with strangers because. Well, like what I mean I've is got like, enough friends in my life. Let's say let's acquaintances. Say, let's yeah. say you and Whitney, you and Whitney went, and Whitney had like a bunch of coworkers, and and you guys all played. How do you think you would fare well against like four other people you don't know? Um, I would probably not fare well at all. Exactly. <laughs> the the fun the fun in that situation is embarrassing Whitney to make them think who the fuck. Are you married? That's to? true. That is probably what I would do. They and might yeah. have to my cards. Not, not winning the game. <laughs> but but I'd put it down and just look at Whitney. So that would be my fun for the night. Yes. But I, but I like board games that bring people together. And so yeah. and I'll talk about my my other uh, choice in a second. Um, or I, I guess it's my my turn now. But yeah. I'll, um. So for mine, you know, this game it, it really does bring people together. And actually. It is better if you play with people you don't know because you can't pick up their tells and their lies. And with things like Cards Against Humanity, if I know Tom likes to do boob jokes, I'm going to find any boob card I can and, and put that in there or something, right? Um, or things that are wet and I put water. He's not going to put water. He's going to put Michael Jackson or something like that. So I'm going to find that Michael Jackson card. So wet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
So uh, the game that I am talking about that I absolutely love, uh, it is perfect for cabin weekends. It is perfect for a group of friends who you really don't know. So for since it's topical, like if we brought if I brought it over to our trivia group, um, I don't really know Colton and Jess very much. Basically, this would be fun. And I mean, even even Victoria, I, I know her to an extent. Uh, but this would be fun because you get to pick up on people's tells. But it is called One Night Ultimate Werewolf. It got really, really popular. I played it about three or four years ago, but it is a very fast game. And so what you essentially do is everyone at the table. So let's say there's six people playing. There is an iPhone app or an Android app. Just I'll just say an app in general that accompanies it. And it, it narrates and explains what to do. The game takes about 10 minutes. Uh, very, very simple. But uh, what you do is you select the roles based on how many players you have. And it is essentially the werewolves, two werewolves versus the villagers. And everyone gets a card face down in front of them. Uh, you get a look at your card. Everyone closes their eyes and they follow the, the voice prompts on the, on the app. The app tells you what to do. So werewolves, it says like, wake up, look at, look at the other werewolf, like make eye contact. So that way, you know that they're a werewolf and then so on and so forth. And then it'll say like seer, you know, uh, open your eyes, switch cards with somebody else, blah, 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 blah. And the idea is you don't know who's who. And at the end of the instruction, it says, everybody wake up and you have five minutes to discuss who you want to kill. Because at the end of five minutes, everyone needs to make a unanimous decision on who they're going to kill. And as a werewolf, you obviously want to throw people off your scent. Uh, as a villager, you're trying to find the werewolf to kill him because he's going to eat you. If you, if the werewolf survives the night, then both werewolves win. If the villagers accidentally kill a villager, then the werewolves win. But if the villagers kill the werewolf, the villagers win. It's really cool. And the best part about it is if you are new with people, you might not know how they lie. So you guys, I don't know if we've lied to each other very much. So I don't I wouldn't know your tells. <laughs> I might know if Eric's trying to throw me off the scent a little bit because maybe he's coming on, on a little too strong. And I'd be like, hey, why is Eric saying this? And why does he keep deflecting? Mm. He's acting really suspicious. It's super fun. You only get five minutes to deliberate. You have to make a decision at the end of five minutes. And uh, yeah, it's it's great, man. I've that sounds you, great. Yeah. Once you get the hang of it, it is so fun. I actually keep it in my car with me because it's it's fun. If people are like, hey, what should we play? I'm like, oh, I got a game for you. So that's a good idea. I yeah, like that. That's, very, that's a solid option. Keep it in your car like that. Yeah, very quick game. They have expansion packs where you can add new characters to it. And then they have other versions like One Night Ultimate Vampire, One Night Ultimate Aliens. Uh, yeah, Dylan's shop, uh, the Geek Fortress has a ton of these games probably because they they got very popular over the past few years. So One Night Ultimate Werewolf is, is the yeah. game I am talking about. You know, I feel like I might be OK with that, uh, as Tom will tell you that. Uh, because we play D&D, I'm the DM, I'm the bad guy all the time. I always play the bad guys, right? I play everybody in the game that isn't them, okay? Um, and a lot of times they're trying to withhold information. And so now that you know, we play on Roll20, we play distance from COVID. We started social distancing playing online. Mm -hmm. But we, we speak through Discord and recently we've turned on the cameras so that they can see my facial cues, right? So I'm, I've gotten pretty good at like trying to not give away that I'm trying to hold on to something, you know what I'm saying? So I have a little practice in that regard. Yeah. And, and one of the roles is really cool. Uh, I can't remember what his, his name is, but basically uh, his idea or the idea of oh, the minion, what their, their entire goal is they want to self-sacrifice themselves. So they want, they want to be killed. If they get killed, the werewolves win. And so wow. as that person, what you could do is you could be like, 
no, no, no. I'm um, I'm this person, and you want to sound suspicious. So Tom's like, Zach's acting really weird. And oh he keeps yeah, fumbling his words. Yeah. So I think we should kill him. And at the end of it, you're like, bam, bitches, you just killed me. But my homies won because I'm their minion. So that's a really cool role. Uh, there are other things, too, like the seer can look at uh, at someone else's card or they can switch two cards. Um, there's a thief that can steal someone else's card without looking at at it. And then so you maybe the role you started with isn't the role you end up with. So that's the tricky part, too. Let's say I started out as a werewolf, but someone switched my card and I would have no way of knowing because my eyes are closed. Then. Um, you know, the entire time I'm, I'm like trying to get avoided, uh, trying to avoid dying, but it's like, holy shit, actually I'm a villager. So I should be trying to kill somebody. Right. So it's, mm. it's really fascinating and it's, it's super fun. Lots of laughs so- to be had. It sounds surprisingly subtle and complex. Yeah, it, it, it is. It's everybody's like, wait, what? I don't get it. But I'm like, just listen to the instructions on, and we'll do like a practice round, but listen to the instructions on the, on the app. It'll tell you exactly what to do. And it's, it's super easy at that point. Yeah. Okay. I've always wanted to play, uh, I've seen it like on YouTube, people play it. And, uh, I know there's also a game called secret Hitler where one person is just like secret Hitler or there's among us, which is a game, which is basically the same thing where there's, I was thinking that too. Saboteurs. It's, it's very similar to among us. You have to try to convince people. You're like, no, 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 I didn't do this. The hard thing about among us is you're typing it. So you can't pick up tone or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. uh, I know a lot of people do it with mics now. To, like you get in a group where you're on like discord or something and you could actually talk to each other during the deliberation. Yep. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah, I'd, I'd be interested in playing since you have it on you all the time. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll bring it. We'll have to, we'll have to do it. It's a very fun and quick game. Um, but uh, there you go, Eric, let's get your number five to round out your list. Okay. Number five, number five is uh, you're talking about games that bring people together. How about a game that absolutely destroys friendships? Risk. The game of Risk. It is a a game where you try to conquer the world. The board, it's a board game, and the map, it's the the entire world. It is, um, it depicts the political map of the world. It's divided into 42 territories. They're grouped into six continents by color. Um, They have shared boundaries between the uh, the territories, which define routes of attack and defense. Um, And you've got um, uh, each of these countries, they have a numerical value with them. That's how many uh, reinforcement pieces, uh, uh, army pieces, as it were, that you could put in each of those territories. And each round, that's how many reinforcements you get for that territory Um, for. But if you conquer an entire continent. You get a bonus extra dudes. So basically, if you conquer Asia, you win. So kind of like life. (laughs) (laughs) If if you uh, never get into a land war in Asia. uh, uh, Yeah, that is you get like an extra seven. It's 12 different territories to conquer Asia. But if you get all of that, uh, plus the bonus from conquering it, it's just you're 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 dominating. Whoever is stuck down in Australia is just they're they're torch there's no there's no chance so uh it's one of those games where you could play with as few as two and as many as six mm-hmm. and i think the more the more you have the more fun it is it's just um yeah if you're stuck in australia that's the hard mode that's 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 tough to win <laughs> uh yeah uh because you've only really got one route of you've only got one place you have to defend but you've only got one place you can really attack from either and that's indonesia into siam um 
yeah, it, it's it's a challenging game. And but what's good is you can create alliances with the other players at the table. So if you are Australia and you've only got the four territories and you've only got a few reinforcements and it's not, you know, um, you might want to see somebody's conquering Asia. You might want to team up with the guy who conquered Europe or is conquering Africa. You may want to so that you could put a little heat uh, or, or, or the person who's conquering North America as well. So you could put a little heat on it because everybody realized anybody who's ever played the game for any length of time realizes that the player that conquers Asia is going to win the game. <laughs> they're going to win because they're just going to swarm over everybody else unless you stop them. So uh, risk is risk does in that sense bring people together, but more often than not, it also gives a sense of betrayal because just because you formed an alliance with somebody doesn't mean you have to honor it. It's an unofficial alliance with it. So I, I guess there's the computer version of the game. I think, no, there is. I played the computer version uh, as a kid. I don't know if there's one now, if there should be, because it's a lot of fun, but yeah, I'm pretty sure is, there's an app you can play. Yeah. But that's one of those games that could take, that could take a long time. Yeah. That game could take hours to resolve and find yeah. a winner. I have a uh, Lord of the Rings risk. So Ooh. it is it is very fun. I've never played it with anybody because again, yeah, it's a it's a hard game to grasp and it does take a long time. <laughs> yeah. But I loved it. It's a good game. It's a very good game. Great choice. Thanks. All right, that's my number 5. That's all 5 for me. Perfect. Okay, well, my game, it came out in 1988, believe it or not, which is crazy stuff. Uh, again, two to six players can play this. I would definitely say at least three, again, running theme here, but this game is awesome. I've been playing it since I was a freaking child. There are 14 rounds. There's an annoying buzzer, or they used to have the sand uh, timer thing that you flip, and um, it is, uh, it's fantastic. It's called Scattergories. Have you guys ever played Scattergories? Yeah, I have not. Okay, not not a long time. But yeah, I played it. Sure. Yeah, categories is, is great. You get three rounds. Uh, you roll one of the uh, twenty six sided die, and it it has a letter and the different topics. There's twelve questions uh, for each round. You have to answer all of those questions. Like it, the theme will be travel, and the the letter will be R, and it'll say things at a beach. And you can't use adjectives. A lot of people use adjectives. They'll say really big waves or whatever. You have to put something that's specific to a beach. Again, just like Uno, there are certain rules that people play by. I play by the real rules because I'm a rule follower. So rules of street sun. Yeah, street rule. No street rules. I play the real rules. But basically, uh, you can't uh, add things that wouldn't. You can't say like if the letter was K and it was things at a beach, you couldn't put kids because it's like well yeah but there are kids everywhere you have to be specific with it too so i would put a kite because a kite is more specific to be at a beach than than kids i mean i know kids go to the beach but it's like come on kids are everywhere kites aren't everywhere um or i'd say kite surfers that's a little different right so something like that uh i I know that maybe there's a collective eye roll by tom on that one but (laughs) you can't use (laughs) you can't use adjectives uh and you and you you have to be more specific because that's the only way to make it really fun um otherwise you know why the hell do we even have rules we'd be we'd be animals so anyhow uh i love scattergories i played the hell out of it i don't think there are any themed scattergories but it's 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 really cool and it's it's it is fun to play with another person actually but i would prefer to play with three because you cancel out each other's questions if it's like yeah you know um if it's like vegetables and the, and the letter is c and people put two people put cauliflower it's like well there you go you cross it out 
but it, it, challenging stuff is really great. I, I enjoy the hell out of it. Oh, and if you pick something with uh, two C's, so if it was like American presidents and you said Calvin Coolidge, you get double points. You get two points because Calvin Ooh. Coolidge. So there you go. Yeah, it's really it's really great. I enjoy the hell out of categories, and um, it is one of my favorite games of all time. That's why it made my list. Right on. Makes sense. <laughs> cool Man. beans. Cool beans and rice. What a great list we got here. So to recap, Thomas has cash in apostrophe guns, dungeons, ampersand, dragons, uh, talisman, legendary, and cards against humanity. Eric has dungeons and dragons, clue, the game of life, cards against humanity, and risk. Zach has clue, uno, trivial pursuit, one night ultimate werewolf, and scattergo. But before we go, Eric, what is a game that you think is overrated and or I would dare say hate? Monopoly. Yeah. Monopoly. I love capitalism. Is I hate Monopoly. <laughs> Mon- Monopoly was invented, it. invented to basically like be a be a slight at capitalism and that the I entire know, thing know. is based on capitalism. It's sure, I, I, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I, I can't stand it. The strategy is, is hard. It's just ugh, I don't like Monopoly. It, it great. It grinds my gears, man. I dislike it a lot. Me too. Thomas, what about you? Uh, Yahtzee. Never, never got it. Just, it just doesn't si- seem like a fun game to me at all. Have you ever I've played it? You've played it's it. It's not. Yeah, it's not fun. It's just, it's just rolling dice over and over again. Yeah, but I mean, that's where the term came from. Sometimes you got to roll the dice. That's, that's not where the term Yahtzee. came from. <laughs> I say Yahtzee all the time just, when I when like I got a good clap back on someone. I just sort of Yahtzee. Like when you when you <laughs> drop I just something, do a little pulling motion. Yeah, Jenga. <laughs> yeah, when, when you drop something in the store, it's like Yahtzee. Uh, I, I don't know if Jenga would qualify for our. Uh, I think it's a tabletop game. That's uh jenga is definitely a tabletop game yeah okay play it honorable on a table. mention yeah 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 I, that's fine yeah with, with monopoly again yeah it's one of those games that jesus it takes forever to play um yeah. and yahtzee i just don't know if i have a good basis for it i don't know if i actually have played much of it um the times that i did it was okay but i i i, I got what i got what you're putting down tom yeah i get it so just- coolness all right, guys. Well, uh, that's going to be our show for today. So thank you for tuning in to the Top 5 Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Podcast Top 5, at ZachDale60, at Tom Top 5, and at E underscore Shane. You can give us ideas. You can tell us if we are insane, or you can even suggest a topic for a future episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. Thank you, and remember, it's okay to be wrong, even though you think you're right. And if you're not prepared to lose every friend you have over a board game, you're not playing hard enough. (laughs) Very true, very true. Adios, amigos. Later, guys. Bye.